Hi, my name is Brandi Woodry. I am a daughter of Christ, wife, mother of three beautiful daughters, and a full-time public school teacher. Emerald is my birthstone. While researching, I learned that the toughness of an emerald is generally poor. I am an emerald daughter because I find my strength to do all things in my life from my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You don't have to have a May birthday to be an emerald daughter. Come, won't you join me for today's episode? Hello and welcome to episode 19 and today this episode is coming to you a little bit later than normal. I've usually tried to release episodes on Saturday but Saturday happened to be my wedding anniversary which is also the topic of conversation that I chose for today and normally when I foresee that I'm going to be gone on the weekend I try to pre-record and then just set them to release on Saturday and I kind of forgot to do that this last time and so it kind of snuck up on me. So I am recording today, which is Monday, and my topic again is wedding anniversaries this time. So August 8th was my wedding anniversary, and I just recently celebrated 12 years with my husband. My parents, it was also happens to be their anniversary, and they just celebrated 40 years. And so wedding anniversaries are so very, very special. And we chose to spend ours this year with our kids, and we actually went to the lake house. And so we were able to go to the lake and spend some time there. And I think that it's fun to kind of talk about weddings uh, because especially right now with COVID, making wedding plans change all the time. It's important for people to understand, especially if you're planning a wedding yourself, that there is no such thing as perfect. And that includes the wedding and that includes the marriage that follows afterwards. And so to kind of let you in on one of our favorite stories now, wasn't so favorite at the time. When my husband and I got married, that we got married on a Friday night because we got married in um, 8808. And so we had a wedding of about 200 mouths to feed at our reception. And we ended up having no major food dish because we were going to do a pig roast. And we had hired this guy to do a pig roast. And luckily, we had gotten all the sides ourselves and we had done the desserts and all that, you know, the wedding cake and all that kind of stuff. We'd taken care of all of that separately from the pig roast. And I had been checking in with the guy who was in charge and making sure that it was going to happen. And I called him the week before and he's like, yep, we're ready to go. Well, the night of the wedding comes, we get married, we say I do, we're ready for our reception, and someone comes in and tells my husband that our pig roast is not there. And so come to find out, long story short, the guy had messed up the day and did not realize that we were getting married on a Friday. For some reason, even though I spoke to him about it, he had in his head that he did not need to be there until Saturday. And so here we were at our wedding, just said I do, and about 200 mouths to feed and no food, uh, main food to offer them. And so lucky for us, our family rallied together and we kind of changed our plans. And basically, we ended up, we got married by the mayor of our city 
and he called a local grocery store and asked if they could make us up some deli sandwich trays. And all of our cousins jumped on board, got in cars, ran over and got these deli sandwich trays and brought them back. And so we ended up having a large selection of sandwiches. And most of the people at our wedding said that they didn't have any idea that that wasn't the original plan. They just had no idea that we originally had planned this pig roast. There were only a couple people who knew what we were actually doing for the food. And so again, you know, even we thought we had planned everything out to the T. We made all these arrangements. We had talked to the guy. We'd done all this stuff. And at the end, uh, what we realized is at the time, it didn't feel so funny. But I remember us saying to each other, we're going to look on back on this moment at some point and we're going to laugh and we're going to think it's a funny story to tell. And so every year, sure enough, on our anniversary, we find ourselves sitting with our kids now and telling them this kind of funny story about how mom and dad had all these mouths to feed and no food uh, for them at the time. The other thing that I think is so very important to me about weddings and about marriage is that I take marriage very seriously and I feel blessed in my life that I've had some good role models, as I said, my parents being married for 40 years. And um, in my lifetime, I was actually engaged twice before I um, said I do to my husband. That was my third engagement. And the first time that I was with um, the first fiance, I was with him for six years. And I said, you know, yes, when he proposed and we were high school sweethearts and we thought that that was what was going to kind of stick for our future and lifetime. And after six years, we still had not been married yet. And the two of us just kind of looked at each other and realized that we were on different paths. And so that one, we split up. And then some time passed and I had an, another love interest. And that person, again, asked me to marry him. And I said yes. And I was with that person for four years. And again, when it was about the time for us to you know, we were planning, um, we had started buying some things, we had talked to um, the pastor at the church. And for whatever reason, in my gut, I just felt like it wasn't right for me. And so I had to say no and back out. And after those two incidents, I basically felt like I was kind of done thinking about marriage and weddings and anything else, and that that just wasn't going to be something that was going to be for me. And I also, all my life, had said that I was never going to have any children, that I was a teacher and that I taught 150 kids a day and that, that they were going to be my children. I didn't have a need to have my own children at the time. And I think that all of this has taught me that God just has such a greater plan for you than you could ever imagine. And that in the midst of those things, even though I took them seriously and they didn't work out and they were heartbreaking at the time, they were what needed to happen because somewhere down the line waiting for me was this great, amazing man that I now call my husband, that when he asked me to marry him, he was very serious. And, and I said, if you're asking me, then we're planning a wedding, we're getting married. And he asked me actually on my birthday um, in May, and we were married by August. And so we just really, I, I it was just something with him. I just knew he was the one when he asked. And he also, funny enough, had said to me, 
I want children. And I know that you have said that you do are not interested in having kids. And is that something that you think you could change your mind on? And until I met my husband, I don't think that I ever would have said I would have children. But I knew when I met my husband and we dated that he would be a great father. And I said, you know what? I think I can change that. And so funny enough, we have three children. And so for a girl who thought she had her life figured out all those years ago, um, God sure, you know, makes me look back and laugh at that and know that his plan, again, has been so much better than anything that I would have ever thought possible. Um, and so, again, you know, at the time after those two engagements, when I, I basically had said, like, okay, I'm done looking. I'm not going to try to find anybody else. And funny enough, I met my husband because I had a friend who um, she actually was meeting her um, husband at the time. They were not married. Uh, they were dating. And my husband happened to be a friend of her husband. And so I ended up meeting him. Uh, through her and I wasn't really looking for anyone and so I'm telling you this because there is definitely hope for those of you who think that you're done with the dating world that there's no one there for you sometimes you just have to hang on and remember that God's plan is so much greater than yours and that maybe it's just not the right time. Some things, he's just got to do some things and get some things aligned for you so that you will meet that person and spend your time with them. Um, I know I'm young in my marriage years, 12 years, um, and yet again, sometimes I feel like 12 years in today's world is is an exception, um, and I'm so very blessed to have 12 years, and we hope to have so many, many more, um, but a couple lessons that I've learned in my 12 years of marriage. The first thing I would say is that compromise is always key and that you also need to act from love always. If you're acting from love, then it seems like everything works out. You need to listen in order to hear, not to speak. And that was a piece of advice that I got that I have just kind of continued to try to follow. And I am a talker, so that's hard for me sometimes. But listening to hear your partner. And also, I think most important when kids came along is never stop dating your spouse. Always continue to remember what it felt like when you first met this person and when you first started dating and try not to lose that kind of fuel to the fire, that passion that you had about towards each other. And so I kind of remind myself, I've heard somebody tell me this before, that the kids came after we were married and that the kids will probably leave um, at some point when they're grown and it will be my husband and I. And so I never want to stop dating my husband because I always want uh, to feel that passion and to um, remember that we will, you know, we were together before and we will be together after. And so just making sure that, you know, I think that that's kind of a scary thing. I know that there have been couples that I know of who they raise their kids and they, you know, the mother pours her, pours herself into the kids to the point that she and her husband kind of stop dating each other. And at the end of that, when the kids go off to college and move out and whatever, then they realize that they are two people who have kind of, kind of grown apart because they um, did not continue that dating. And so um, I just think never stop dating your spouse is a great piece of advice. And I thought I would end today with just about four verses of what the Bible has to say that I found about marriage. In Ephesians 5 verse 25, 
Husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. In Genesis 2 verse 24, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. In Mark 10 verse 9, Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. In Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9, Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Again, I chose this topic just because it is timely, like I said. And um, happy anniversary to everyone celebrating an anniversary. And if you are someone that was like me in my past, where things just don't seem to be working out for you right now, Never give up hope. God has a great plan in store for you. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you like what you heard, click subscribe to be notified of future episode releases. It is my goal always to leave this world a little better than I found it by being a light in the darkness. Finding my strength through Jesus Christ, this Emerald Daughter is saying, stay happy, healthy, and safe today and always.